What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So we have an update on the Taylor Swift uh, Taylor Swift news. New 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 oh, news. There's, there's more news on Taylor there's Swift. More news on Taylor Swift. She's starting a cookie company. And it's technically not. Oh my god. That'd be great. Swift Swift ease. Swift ease. Get it? Because cookies. Get it? <laughs> no, it's actually She's not, not even, starting a cookie company. It's okay. not even Taylor Swift news. It's her dad. Oh, okay. I mean, he was. This a is great. Supportive guy. He was like discussing. I saw a little video clip with him discussing. Kind of politics a little bit, but not exactly politics. Cause right. Anyway, go ahead. So in Australia, Sydney mm-hmm. specifically, um, they rented a giant yacht for her and the entourage and family and whoever else, you know, wanted to stay. Um, this big-ass yacht in the Sydney Harbor. So, And they also don't have to deal with, uh, like, where she played, I guess, the concert. It's like a, like, literally walking distance to the harbor, like the controlled area yeah, of the private like the, harbor. the thing almost the opera house that yeah. was in the sydney opera house she's taylor swift she's not that like plus it's not big enough it's very very much not big enough anyway go ahead but whatever stadium or whatever she played at um was close by and it was closer to any sort of hotels so okay. you don't have to deal with traffic you don't have to deal with paparazzi it's all right limited there. and where they're at this is a like a a private like exec kind of like the executive terminal Mm-hmm. Can't really walk into the executive terminal at like McCarran or something or Harry Reid or whatever it's called now. Right. Um, you have to kind of be invited or with somebody or show like credentials. Mm-hmm. Well, when they were walking off the the yacht to go somewhere to di- to dinner or something like that, uh, there's like four or five paparazzi that had hopped the fence or snuck in or somehow got in that started mm-hmm. taking pictures. Well, they had like her security guys were all lined up in front, like uh, like Roman centurions. And they just have like these giant umbrellas blocking any pictures and then you had other people that were flashing like flat like real uh, bright flashlights at the photographers mm-hmm. that's cool so and, getting, kind of give it back to them yeah fuck them like yeah exactly yeah. i do too i hate paparazzi i, I like i think they're absolute fucking scum yeah like i would rather if you gave me a choice between a paparazzi and like a neo-nazi I probably would, uh, like, at who I had to spend <laughs> five minutes with, it would probably be the neo-Nazi. Because I would in, at least try and change his perspective on things. What they call them in the, in the right stuff, the press or the or the pop rock, kind of the uh, root, root weevils. Yeah, root weevils. And those root weevils that, yeah, it, anyway. They're awful. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they killed Princess Diana. Like, there's Pretty a reason. Much. There's I mean, Really? There's a reason why they're illegal in France. Like, it's against the law. And yeah, they, they had enough that. They say, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. We are done. You can't take pictures of people in public like that. You just can't. I am very happy about that. Yeah, me too. That's That's why great. Johnny Depp and uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They hang and out in Paris they have, stuff. They have, they have homes there. Yeah. You know? They're not going to be harassed. Yeah. So, anyway. Well... I guess, and and the accounts vary. Like, there's two different accounts. I would tend to believe Taylor Swift's dad just because he's not a piece of shit paparazzi. But the paparazzi accused him of striking him in the face, and he charged at him, and we weren't being aggressive. And Taylor Swift's dad said, one, they were being aggressive because they illegally breached a secure area mm-hmm. to take pictures of my daughter, one. Two, one of them pushed the, one of, like two of our security guys out of the way and started to lunge towards my daughter. So that's that's the, the, another problem. And yeah, I cold cocked the shit out of him right across the side of his face. Is that what he did? Good. Yeah. Just he's seventy one years old. And he still is? yeah. 
and still looks pretty good. Fuck yeah, man. Good yeah. for him. I'm so glad because I would have done the same thing if people were doing that shit. Because mm. he he his kid felt threatened. It doesn't matter that she's 34 years old. It that that will never matter. Right. She could be five years old. Well, and and that's matter. Also, she's a family member, and yes. they had security that was there to yeah. do their job. And they and tried the, yeah. to get past security, and he just hauled off and just knocked the shit out of the guy. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. Fuck him. And I was like, man, that is such a great story. That's like a, to me, because <laughs> I'm fucked up, that's a feel-good story. Whenever a paparazzi got hit in the face yeah. and then it was Taylor Swift's now, dad, even better. Unless your economy, let's say let's say you, you cut, I'm not going to cut slack, but let's say you know, Hollywood, that's part of their business. It's a huge industry, and so you, you probably kind of feed on paparazzi, and it's well, there, there part, is, of the, part of the thing. There is a, 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 there's a promotional aspect to it, and yeah. I just watched, I watched a documentary maybe a year or so ago about that. That there are there's there's times where a some big celebrity has got something a new album coming out or a new movie coming out or something that needs to be promoted that they're they will specifically go out on the town dressed a certain way doing things to, a little bit nicer track paparazzi and they'll the, then the studio or, or or a press press agent or whoever will like tip off a handful of known high level right paparazzos. Paparazzis, so paparazzi, paparazzi, and uh, tip them off, and they know where that person is. They'll take pictures of them, and they'll stop and they'll pose, and you can tell the difference between the ones that are like, she just walked out of the gym and she looks fucking horrible, or dude hasn't shaved in three weeks mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to because he just finished a twelve week job where he worked eighteen hours a day. Right, like there's di- there's those, and then there's the ones where they're all dressed. They're dressed perfectly, and the lighting is good, and it, the the streets are wet around them. It looks like a and, a, like and they, a they probably only get tell like to a handful of <clears throat> people with a with a, uh, a history, so they know they're not going to tell everybody else. So Correct. It's like, like, no, we're not going to give you any more of these. You know, right? L- look out for this coming if you don't shut the fuck up. Yep, exactly. Ever again. That's exactly so, it. And then yeah. you have the underhand, the really underhanded ones where you, the celebrities, you know, are the, the whoever the subject is of the f- photographs and video doesn't know about it and the studio didn't hire them mm-hmm. there there's just somebody who's like who like works at a i because i knew i have this, this friend of mine i've told you about jordan and he you know he worked at the front door at the comedy store for years and and you know has a sag card and all that and he told me that it's a it's a real thing that people that um they'll get in good and never They'll have like somebody say some celebrity comes into this one coffee shop and gets the same order. They remember their order. They tip well. They're really cool, and they start to see a pattern. They'll tip off paparazzi and they'll give them money. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll say, "Hey, she's going to be here at this time, this date. This is what she orders. Just just watch. This is it's like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something mm-hmm. like that." And there's that kind of shit that goes on. There's a whole economy based around sure. it. And the shitty thing is, if you just got rid of that economy, it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Right. So. What would be the disadvantage of some place like Sydney or Australia having up having the same law that uh, that France or Paris came up with? So we're not doing I, this crap anymore. Yeah, it might we'll, take we'll, somebody dying. Yeah, but what what would be the disadvantage of having that? Oh, law? what's the disadvantage? Uh, uh, is there a downside of going yeah, ahead and saying fuck it? We're not doing this anymore. It's like what's the downside of of automating um, completely and totally automating literally any industry? You're going to put people out of work. Sure. 
That's that it's to me. That's not that many though. It's not that many, and you don't really hear about paparazzi being all over Australia because there's like 20 people that live in Australia. You know what I mean? Right. right. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's kind of true. Yeah. It's like it's, you don't yeah. you don't see so and so like they they don't really have a paparazzi problem there. Like uh, what's his face? Um, played Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth and his brother Liam have property on the Gold Coast. On the coast, because they grew up surfing. They grew mm. up at the beach. They're both, like, fairly accomplished surfers. And um, Chris Hemsworth, in an interview a few months ago, was talking about how, like, because he was asked about fame and how you deal with it. He goes, I, you know how I deal with it? I go back to Australia. He goes, aren't you more famous there? He goes, yeah, but people there are far more respectful, and I've never had to deal with it. Like, I don't, my kids don't have to, like, cover up at the beach or anything. We go to the beach. We hang out. Nobody's there taking pictures. If I run into a fan, I and and he just walks. He's like, I just walk down a walkway right onto the beach from my house, mm-hmm. like onto a public beach. It's not a private beach. They, they don't have those in in Australia. It's all public land. And every once in a while, I'll run into a fan. I want to take a couple pictures, and and like uh, he said, he said one guy I was surfing at, at Bondi Beach right down the road. And he just walks up. He runs up. He's like, "Hey, Chris. Hey, hey." And it was an American accent. And I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> and then realized it was Kelly Slater, <laughs> like the greatest <laughs> surfer of all time. That's you funny. know. And yeah. he was like, "Hey, can can I get a picture?" It's like, got me and my kids here, my wife. And he's like, "Do you want a picture with me? I want pictures with you, and I want you to give me a surf lesson." And he <laughs> did. They ended up surfing the rest of the day, and they had a cool. barbecue that night. So it doesn't sound like there's a paparazzi problem, right? This was an isolated incident, but I'm so glad it was isolated to Mr. Swift just just cold cocking this guy right across nice. the jaw and uh, knocked him down. He Buzz Aldrin him right you, in the... He really did. <laughs> yes, he definitely gave him the old Buzz Aldrin treatment. <laughs> Bang, zoom to the moon. <laughs> I, uh, but that's, that's almost worth watching during the break again. I, it's, Buzz it's, Aldrin hit that dude. It, I get physically angry when I watch that video every time because he's he's like you're a thief and you're a liar you're a charlatan and then what? But of course he's doing that just to bait him. I wonder if the guy really believes that he did not go to the moon. Do you think he he did? I don't. I that, that, I don't know. And you know, funny thing, for like ten years I thought it was uh, Alex Jones. Oh really? I thought for sure that was Alex Jones. See, I heard about Alex Jones twenty years ago. Maybe a little, maybe 18 years ago when my a friend of mine said, hey, have you ever heard of Bohemian Grove? And I said, I have no idea what that is. And he told me what it was. So this sounds like some conspiracy theory shit. He goes, yeah, this is the scary conspiracy theory that it turns out to be 100% true. And it's even fucking weirder than everybody thought. And then he watched, I watched this like 45 minute documentary of Alex Jones and uh, this like infiltrating that whole the the whole Bohemian Grove meetup and it's in California somewhere okay, up in yeah. the woods and all that yeah and he had, I mean this is years before GoPros mm-hmm. hidden camera and and you know and a good audio and just what the showed some of the weird ceremonies and the amount of people that were there and it, I was like oh shit and I always remember that name Alex Jones and I was like oh god this guy, fucking guy's a lunatic he's he's like Rush Limbaugh if you gave him meth and put him in Golden Valley yeah and I mean That's really a good description th- right. And then people started paying attention to him, and then he got bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm like, Alex Jones is going to be on Joe Rogan's podcast? What? <laughs> this fucking guy? Yeah. He's completely insane. The sh- the crazy thing is is that he's got a handful of little doc- mini documentaries that he did 
20 years ago that blew cover on a bunch of shit that is really going on. So he had some credibility. So he had some credibility in the beginning. Yeah. That's what he did. And then he just, I guess he just figured, I can make more money if I make up some really other yeah, weird shit. Exactly. Just keep going with it. Turning the frogs gay. <laughs> like, it just, he's, he's, and to me, he's a criminal. Like, Did you, you see a picture when he was old or younger or older pictures of him? Like, he was just like normal looking, thin. He's like this weird steroid guy. I don't know what the fuck he is now. I, I, he's, it's hard to describe his, his physique right now. A lot of fake tan. Fake tan. It's like like, you, I think a took, lot of steroids. I don't know. It's what it looks like to me. If or you something. took a, a pumpkin and set it on top of a barrel and then spray tanned it, that's what he looks yeah, like. It's just a weird shape he's got going. <laughs> he looked normal when he was in his 20s, you know, or whatever, yeah. 30s. And I mean, he just looked like a normal, like middle-aged guy in the Bohemian Grove thing. But he was also kind of trying to be an incognito. Was his and, voice always like it is now, or is it uh, more gruff now than it was? No, it wasn't as gruff, but he was definitely as just as loud. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I just assumed that that dude in the video uh, was was Alex was Jones because I was like, ah, looks like he's got brown hair and he's loud and he's yelling. I'm gonna have to look at, at that Buzz now because I, I remember what but but was what uh, what. Uh, um, Alex Jones looked like kind of when he was younger. I mean, he looks like Alex Jones, but just thinner and younger, normal looking guy. Or just something. a regular guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see what uh, what uh, the guy looks like. And that now was, he looks like a, pestering. a lunatic criminal asshole. Yeah, which is exactly like, what he is. I could have just dismissed him as just a lunatic dipshit, uh, and, and and fringe guy, just just grifter type. You know, mm-hmm. I could have dismissed him until he started saying the uh, uh, talking about the the uh, shootings in Connecticut. Yeah, and that 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 right there, that was done. I was just. I wonder how he really thought he was going to get away with that. You know, I don't think he thought. I think he's very much a stream of consciousness person. Yeah, and has no self control, and then it turned around and hugely bit him in the ass because he so, touched he touched a nerve. I'm and so glad about that too. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, nobody I, deserves it more than that. Yeah, he needs to be bankrupt, dude. If if only just for that one thing. Yeah. Whatever snake oil he sells on his website or is is he still selling shit and all that stuff? I'm sure he does. I, I think they tried. He tried to move maneuver money around or hide money. I think and they found that they he, found he that was. And, and then they tacked on more. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know you're not supposed to do that. Right. But anyway, Taylor Swift's dad's a bad motherfucker. And uh, does somebody from, have a picture like, of this of him? Or not? I haven't you... found video or picture of it. Now there's pictures leading up to, and then like after, and I saw like a picture of the guy laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. There, I haven't found any video of it. I would love to see video. Of course, they're going to try to go because that, that's hugely deep pockets. Of course, so they're going to try to go after that money. But I bet you, if they have it, you know, I wonder if this happened in in Australia. You said right. right. So I don't know what their laws are like. I know yeah. their their constitution is very closely modeled after ours. Yeah. But also, the fact of the matter is, is that those guys were trespassing. Right. So the, and what here's so kind here's, of a safety concern. You're you're defending yourself. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like, but there's not going to be anything at all happen with like that. Like if those guys were armed and they shot him, they probably he probably would have been they would have been completely justified mm-hmm. because yeah they're holding cameras. But I mean you're talking about a close to, very close to and bordering on assault. Yeah, and you're you're supposed to be in a secure area. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I I kind of hope. My here's here's my theory. What they planned on doing was catching a bunch of pictures of Taylor Swift, which they didn't because they had like a, she had like a black like somebody threw a coat over her face or something right. like that, and uh, which would be terrifying, you know, right. if you're her. 
you don't know exactly what's going on. You hear a scuffle outside, and your face is covered by a giant black what, coat. What do they offer? Obviously, these are money. They know that they get a picture of Taylor Swift. They're going to go sell it to some guy yeah. to go For publish. Five, 5000 How much money are they getting this? Five, about $5,000? dollars $5, something God. like that. So here's here's my, my theory. This is just a theory. Mm-hmm. They had planned on you know hopping the fence, whatever, however they got into the secure area. Take pictures, run, and scatter. They'll never catch them, and then they go and sell it. They made an easy buck. They took a high risk, high reward. Yeah. What they did was they took high risk and got fucking the shit knocked out of them. Fucked around and found out. He fucked around and he found out because you don't fuck with a man's daughter. That's just what happens. Don't fuck with Taylor Swift. And, and honestly, don't. They yeah. need a picture of the dad on a T-shirt. Says, "Don't fuck with." Yeah, they'll fuck with Mister Zero. Fuck with Mister Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Three huge guys. One of them had a T-shirt. No, two huge guys. Two huge guys. What about you? Said, don't, don't fuck, fuck with Mr. Zero. Zero. Mr. Zero knew before you did. Mr. Zero knew. Mr. Zero knew. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want to like start a fan club or fan group for Taylor Swift's dad. There should be a band called Don't Fuck With Mr. Zero. There should be, or just Mr. Zero. Right. <laughs> That's going to be my stage name when I become a, a world-class DJ. Mr. Mr. Zero. Zero. Why Mr. Zero? Because you don't fuck with Mr. Zero. People go, oh, I, where did I hear that? Where did I hear that? Like, where did I hear oh, that? Where did I hear that? After about eight beers, they'll be sitting down, and then it'll come to them. Or they or they won't until they're watching, you know, uh, uh, when Old Harry. Old reruns of when. Re- yeah, re-runs. like when Harry met, met Sally on yeah. in TNT on a Sunday afternoon at 345. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Zero. That's a funny reference. Anyway, yeah. That's good. That's a good story. Yeah, like it is it. a great story. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a heartwarming. It's an uplifting story. It's a story with a great happy ending. It is. And it happened in Australia. Oh, Paul. I saw, speaking of um, that kind of thing, there was, there was a news article in the, uh, in the uh, news, because that's where it was. Um, Just outstanding, yeah, outstanding syntax here thank on Cartoon you. Casual. And they were, um, There's a news article in the news. They were talking about how many people were killed last year or during some. It wasn't that long of a period from you know, police chases of the innocent people being killed when when they're when they're chasing down. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go back to our local thing and all that's not this. That's where I'm headed with this. But it was all car chases, high yeah. speed car chases, into where like. Almost half the people that got killed are just completely innocent bystanders. If you just look from at, the police, if, people. If you look at the yeah, if you just look at the raw numbers and go, ten thousand people were killed in police chases last year, right? And nine hundred or you know or uh, nine nine thousand nine hundred and five hundred were or five thousand. Excuse me, not five thousand of them were just bystanders, right? Some grandma th- that was driving to the store to get a dozen eggs. Yeah. For example. Yes, to for make, example. Probably to make chocolate chip cookies. Probably volunteering for the local Leukemia yep. Foundation. <laughs> and all she wanted to do was get home, bake some cookies, and finish up her fucking knitting. Right. She was darning socks. And all of a sudden, this fucking black, fucking blacked out, you know, whatever kind of Z28 that these guys have nowadays are going to go. Z28, what is this guy got a mullet? Does he live in Alabama? No, what I'm saying is the cops, I've seen those in the state troopers in the, or we have them here in Arizona. Oh, the, ch- the, the yeah, chase vehicles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Or pursuit, I saw one pursuit of those vehicles. Pursuit, I was blown away. It would have been me too, by the way, because I was definitely speaking in that section, but they were hiding and that guy was in front of me by, I don't know, 50 yards and they got him. I was oh, going shit. the same speed. Oh, man. No, but I thought, holy, seeing the thing turn around and accelerate and I could hear it you know, from way pretty far back and in my car, and that thing just caught right up and pulled him over and oh, man. that. Anyway, 
that's not the kind of chase that we're talking about, though. They're trying to get a bad guy. And usually, let's say they stole a car or something like that. You know, isn't there some other way we can do this and not literally well, kill? City 100%? of Kingman, like City of Kingman and, and the local area around here, the, the mm-hmm. SO and, and DPS, like those folks, if they get up above a certain speed, it's it has to do with um, what the local, like what, you know, where you're specifically where you're at, what the locality is like. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're speeding and it's Friday afternoon at 445 and they're speeding down Stockdale Road at a high rate of speed, they back off. Right. If they're in residential neighborhoods, they back off because they don't want to make them drive faster because of collateral yeah. deaths. And they, they said a lot of the uh, people were killed by the police officers. But obviously, if the person who's not thinking is driving and like say going faster and faster, probably looking in the rearview mirror more often than they should yeah. to see where the cops are. And then they're going to lose control in the way you have it. And Correct. Yeah. Know. Or they're not you. They don't know how to drive at those speeds. Right. And they have too much car. You know. Right. Uh, do you remember uh, cause, uh, when I got word of the local thing that happened uh, recently? Uh, I got word of that, and I was I was like, oh shit! And my mom was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, there's a road roads closed in this area, and said to avoid the area because of police presence. And I was like, that usually means that somebody's barricaded themselves, or there's a shootout or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, I all, I saw, I was like, oh, there's an update. Th- this happened and this happened. And my mom's like, do these people just not understand how easy it is to, 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 um, for the cops to find them? Right. And then she's like, these people, then they go on these police chases because it happens because she lives right. I mean, she's like two miles from, not even two miles from I-75. Mm-hmm. So you hear about police chases all the time. Right. Constantly. Hauling ass up, up the highway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it fucking goes from, uh, Florida, M- Michigan to Florida, yeah. like it's it, yeah. So anyway, and it's I said, funny. Yeah. So you're from the north. I'm from the south. See, well, I started. Flo- goes from Florida because like, I'm from that area. Well, yeah, yeah. And the, you started it from Michigan because we live in those areas. I would That's say where it goes from. There, yeah, yeah. It really does. <laughs> it goes from there to there, and you went the opposite direction. So, yeah. um, th- so I uh, do you remember the car chase that happened maybe three summers ago? No, here. Th- yeah, three summers ago. And the, I don't know what it was just a traffic stop. I don't mm. know what I don't know what the traffic stop was for, like why the officer pulled the guy over, pulled him over. He pulled off the side of the road. Officer walked up to talk to him and he took off. But he was in a Dodge uh, Charger Hellcat. Hmm. Uh Oh, or Challenger Challenger was Hellcat. Pretty- with a with monster supercharged engine. Yes. Yeah. The remember when the Steve told us that they were, when they were testing him. In, uh, in, they would, yeah, they in, clear everybody off the track. They would clear everybody off the track, and then they got so many noise complaints because they thought it, that people were flying jets or some shit. Right. Or, yeah. Uh, so they moved the testing. Yeah. From Michigan to uh, to, to here. out here. Yeah. Because uh, it was so loud. Uh, yeah, and Carol, even then, I think Carol was a security person I, out I there. I believe you're she right. Said it's crazy. You would not believe the sound. She said. When yeah. Going around the track. So this guy like, had miles an one of those. Mm-hmm. And just decided to take off and drove out North Stockton Hill Road, got past Northern, out into the sticks, and they they kept continued to pursue him just at at a distance at a distance, but a he distance. did a distance, <laughs> like your finance degree, yeah, and uh, in speeds in excess of 180 miles an hour. Oh, God. And yeah. uh, I'm I got a text from uh, Jeremiah saying, "Dude, do you have a scanner app?" I'm like, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "Dude, you really have to get on there right now and listen to this shit that's going on. There's a police chase that's going on." And I'm like, "Why was he listening to it?" I think he was at Napa, mm-hmm. like popped in there or something. And they have a police scanner just because that's that. that if if you work at a parts store and it's slow, a police scanner would be sure. hilarious. Yeah, turn it up. Yeah, bit, yeah, and it's entertaining. It's better than what's on the radio. So. uh 
I tune in and I listen and they're like, okay, wait, re- rate of speed is now 170. And I was like, oh my God, like mile marker, uh, like mile, mile marker nine, which would only be like three or four miles past Northern. Yeah, it's not very far up there yet. No. And they're like, okay, you're speeding up again. All right. And then I hear you chime in, DPS units are en route uh, off uh, what would be uh, Pierce Ferry Road, which means that they dispatch people out 93 to go all the way around where mm-hmm. w- where Stockton Hill Road dead ends. Because mm-hmm. he was going to have to slow down to turn. To make a turn or or not. Or, or and not. Just keep and going then, straight at 180 miles an and hour. And he's going to die in the desert yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is going to get juicy. And they kept radioing in upda- updates like every 30 seconds. Like the one, the lead guy, like who the uh, whoever the officer was that was on point. And had eyes on him, and he kept radioing back. And then you hear, uh, "Suspect has uh, suspect impacted. In, suspect has impact impacted at least six cows oh, tumbling through the air." And yeah. then, like three seconds later, "Suspect uh, has now landed, uh, and there is nothing left of the left of the car." Right. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I had heard. Because they made they made the police report, you know, public like maybe three weeks later. There was nothing left of the car. They could not. They found or the guy. They found pieces of the guy scattered over the course of like a hundred yards, mm-hmm. and that the officer officer statement was that the car had to have tumbled at least thirty one times. So I'm those, like, holy shit! Those those cars now are kind of like the Vipers were back in the '90s, or something kind of equivalent to that much horsepower and that. Much oh yeah, control. yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just kind of like they're not that much horsepower, but the Vipers were lighter. What I'm saying is, people bought those things and lost control of them all the time. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's but yeah, that thing. I, I just thought, found it. It's a very Arizona thing. They went on a police chase out in the middle Hitting of the cows, desert, yeah. and he, it wasn't an officer who took them out. It was cows. I remember the first time um, that I encountered cows at night up of uh, up Stockton Hill. Oh, or is it still called Stockton Hill? Way the fuck up yeah, there? Yeah, all the way, all the way to where that ends. Okay, um, and uh, it says, oh, it said night night is fifty and daytime is sixty or whatever the heck the speed limit is. It's lower right. night. And then I think I asked uh, Mr. Riley because he was the only thing out here. I said, "What's that all about?" And he said, "Well, because there's you know cows and stuff out there." And uh, oh, okay. And then I, I guess I believed him, but I didn't really. Believe him, believe him. Right. So I was out there at night, you know, going a little, it wasn't hauling ass, but I was going, definitely breaking the speed limit. Right. Super dark. And lo and behold, there's cows right out in the fucking middle, not even walking. They're just standing there. standing there. there. Yeah. And I went, holy shit. And I went around, you know, if, if they were all lined up, I would have, I would have hit yep. one. There's no doubt. I went, now I get it. There it is. And then not only that, <laughs> let's say you survived that. Yeah. So not only are you going to get some sort of ticket from the state. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to be on the hook for however for much that cows. beef costs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's oh my god. That's how, that works out that way, really. You get oh shit, that yeah, absolutely. And that's a, I mean, you're talking a few thousand dollars worth of beef at least. God, I like have one of those big beefs right now in a freezer. Wow, that's a, I, why don't you order like a quarter of a cow? You have freezer I've space talked about for this it. for a long time. Well, I don't currently have it, but I I have you know people. Oh, we can split one, or you talk to people and we'll go get a thing and. You know, shared or whatever like that. But have you ever done that? No, because I would like to do that. No, I was. I, I would uh, buy a freezer and put it in the hangar. I would wait just, it out till those people got tired of eating beef and then go. Yeah, <laughs> you want to unload some of that? Yeah, I don't have any room in my fr- my freezer here. Here's, it does here's fifteen pounds of beef. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, it happens to me with with wild game. Yeah, yeah, I like people are done with it. Like they've made every well, possible y- meal they can make. 
and they, their friends may have some too because they went hunting that season. And yeah, bag something. It's like we have too much of this. The one, one year uh, when I still lived over uh, there in Wallach Ranch, uh, my neighbor across the street, he would go hunting every year, and the there it was it was him and his son, and his brother and his son. All four of them would go hunting. They'd all put in for the same unit, same elk tag. Rarely would more than one of them get one, right? Well, one year they hit the perfect storm. And what they would do is they would all go hunting mm-hmm. and then use the tag for that one. Whoever had the tag, they would use it for their one elk and then split the meat because mm-hmm. they all kind of divided all the labor and whatnot. Well, one year they all four got tagged. They all got drawn for tags. And they all went out and they filled their tags within two days. Wow. And that is a shit ton of fucking meat. Dude, you're telling me. Like, yeah. they're like, holy shit. Uh, what are we going to do with all yeah, this? Yeah, so like, what are we going to do with this? The guy's name was Jay. Jay walked across the street and saw me fucking Jay around. Jay walked? Jay who walked the street. He Jay, get, walk, Jay walked it. the street. I lived. I lived. Do you get it? Yes. <laughs> I lived across the street from him for eight years. Mm-hmm. Consider him a friend, and I never once thought of him jaywalking. Oh, I just thought of it just now. I can't believe I never thought of that. <laughs> so many missed opportunities. Yep. Anyway, yep. he walked across the street and said, hey, uh, do you like elk? And I'm like, dude, I, I like free food. Like, what, what do you got? And he's like, well, you know how me and my son and my brother and his son, they all we all go well, put in together. Follow-on question, like, how big is your freezer? <laughs> it Well, he, I said, well, it, I, he explained to me what happened. I'm like, yeah. God damn, how much meat is that? He goes, it's almost 800 pounds. <laughs> oh, God. Like, holy shit. He goes, how I know you got a few freezers in here. I'm like, I do, because that was when I was still, I was you know, home brewing. So I had, oh, yeah. Had two, two freezers for the home brew, because that's two different fridges right there. And then an additional, just, just the regular auxiliary fridge in the garage that was gigantic. It was like a 48 cubic foot, mm-hmm. uh, fridge and freezer combo and he just came over and just gave me a random assortment man i had elk for three years like i didn't buy beef yeah hell i even told people that i was like oh yeah you want to have hamburgers and just never told him it was elk mm-hmm. like it just didn't have to buy right. red meat for a while right oh god and it's so I made so delicious with some one year and i made chili with it uh from a person that i knew gave me some elk meat i got hooked up like by my brother uh, got a deer last fall mm-hmm. and sent uh sent some stuff out i've still got like deer steaks and burger and still okay yeah yeah that i haven't gone through yet that, that my folks brought out with them oh that's right yeah, yeah. it was nice having them having a, a freezer to transport stuff yeah but uh hey do you want to take a break let's do that all right we'll be back
Paul and I were discussing something on the break about how occasionally you'll find an actor that says a line so good in one movie that somebody else puts it into another movie. The same actor. The same actor. Same line. Same line. Yes. And you brought up Kevin Costner saying, what do you want, like from uh, Field of Dreams? Yeah, Field, Field of Dreams. When he, yeah, he's and talking, that's let, when, let's set up the people know the movie. You know, very popular, obviously. And they're at the, they're at the uh, uh, Boston uh, Red Sox Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. I thought that was Wrigley Field. No. I thought they were in Chicago. No, they're in Boston. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, they because the Green Wall. They that? go to Chicago to find Moonlight Graham. Yes. Yeah. Then they yes. go to yeah. Boston. Uh, before or after. Before. It doesn't and they, they but he's up, there with the uh, 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 fucking uh, Robert James. Almost. That's not it. No. Um. The guy's voice and it was Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. Um, James Earl Jones. Lewis. Lewis. James Earl Jones. Thank you. What? Lewis, Lewis? Gossett, Lewis Gossett Jr. Is that where you're going? There's like three <laughs> I, names. I don't know. It's like a yeah. presidential assassins and James Earl John Jones. Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> How do you kill a giant stone? Abraham Lincoln. Uh, giant Where? stone John Wilkes Booth. That's from the South Park oh, yeah. uh, uh, Super Best Friends, yes, I think is what it was I called. That, yeah. <laughs> It was Moses was the super best friend. Right. So, anyway, so Kevin anyway. Costner is there with uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, and they're and they're standing in front of a concession area, and and uh, James Earl Jones complaining about how he just you know what he wants with his life and that kind of stuff, or where he's going with it, and and Kevin Costner is trying to convince him to come back with him to Iowa and all that stuff, and he's going, he's he's just complaining about it. so they had to be standing there in front of a concession. So Kevin Costner goes, you know, so what, so what do you want? And uh, he goes, I want people to leave me alone. I want people to start thinking for themselves. I want them to whatever. And he goes, N- no, what What, what do, do you want? want? And he He's points up points at the, the menu. At the menu, yeah. So there's that. He also says, Kevin Costner says, what do you want in draft day, which you said you haven't seen. Not yet. It's about the draft day for you know football, National Football League, the one day where you know players get drafted. And he's a uh, coach of a team, and uh, his girlfriend is Jennifer Garner. Garner, thank you. Um, anyway, so he pulls her into a, a, a storage room or whatever because they're dating behind the scenes and no one's supposed to know about it and she's not happy about some things and how it's going. And so he goes, so so what do you want? Like just the same exact inflection and all that. I said, that has to be, maybe it's not on purpose. I don't know, but it sounded like it, it should have been on purpose. Like no, the same. what do you want? Right. No, it does. And, and I'm trying to think of other times that that's happened. One that really sticks out of my mind is uh, – and I used to know the guy's name. His name is, he's now passed away. He's, an, he's kind of a famous actor. Mm-hmm. Not famous. He just, he's a, he's a, 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 like a character actor because he looks, he's got like sunken in eyes. He's really tall. He looks just morose. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie Ghost, mm-hmm. he's the guy, he's the, the, the guy that takes the bad ghosts, you know, bad souls down to hell. Mm hmm. He's like, get off my train. He was the train conductor. Do you remember this guy? Yes. Vincent yeah. Schiavelli, that's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. He was also the uh, teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, first day of school. He's like, all right, folks. So I just switched over to Sanka decaf, like the, so, the, ha- yeah, the, so have the, a heart. The big weird eyes Weird sunken in eyes, with yeah. a he huge goes, forehead or yeah. something, yeah. So he says, get, off, heart, yeah. get off my train in, in the movie Ghost. In the movie adaptation of the book, Something Wicked This Way Comes, from like, the, I want to say the mid-80s, mm-hmm. he plays, uh, I don't know if you remember the story about Something Wicked This Way Comes, and it's kind of a children's horror story, mm-hmm. but it, the movie was 
really fucking scary. It was mm-hmm. not it, the movie was adapted for kids that grew up reading that book to watch as teenagers to be scared. It okay. was not meant for eight year olds to watch. And the premise is there's a, a a a little town in the middle of nowhere. It's fall. There's a circus that comes to town. They come through on a train, and it's really creepy. And it's basically like a haunted circus train that kidnaps little kids, okay. right? And recruits them to be in the circus. So the circus is all made up of workers that have been kidnapped from other towns. And these group of rascals uh, try to get them out of town. And he he's, he's the conductor. And he's like, get off my train. He's real scary <laughs> about it. And then in Batman Returns, the one with Danny DeVito and oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how they had the weird circus train yeah, full yeah. of like murderous like clown type people? The he's, third time. He's the, he's the train conductor that mm-hmm. is like, get off my train to Batman and kicks him like, or tries to shoot him <laughs> off the train. That guy has that same line in, a, in three, at least at three least movies. At least three we know of, yeah. And, it's, and he says it the exact same way, and it's like, I like shit like that. I like little references to things I, like so that. So the movie The Right Stuff about, uh, you know, the flight test era and uh, Mojave Desert and, and, and the thing. Mercury 7 and, and Mercury, all, all that. that stuff, yeah. So um, there's uh, Jeff Goldblum. They're trying to, um, you know, they're, they're going out and seeking out test pilots for their for their uh, space space a man program. The other guy is Harry Shearer, who did eighty yes. percent of the voices on The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. So they're going out and they get out of their their big government car and they step out to go to uh, Pancho's Happy Happy uh, Bottom, happy bottom riding, Club. riding Club and they step out and they're talking about you know heroism and like, what does the right stuff mean? What's heroism bravery? And then Jeff Goldman stops. He goes, "There aren't any snakes out here, are there? Or or, or something like he says that. Yeah. Remember that? He stops yes. them and he goes." Uh, only in the bushes or something. These like are that. guys that are dressed in black suits with white shirts and black ties. Pro typical nineteen fifties looking government people. Very much men yeah. in black looking guys. Yeah, and uh, but the funny part about that, and they're in the desert. They're the Mojave Desert where test pilots, test pilots were hang out in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and um, yeah, which is now Edwards Air Force Base, and then it was called uh, oh my gosh, what was the facility called then? I'm going to say Groom Lake, but that's not right because that's, that's Area fifty one. Um, I think it was called Edwards back then. No, or, no, because no, it, it was a crash that a guy named Edwards was killed, and they yeah. were named after that. Before that, God, I forgot what it's. My dad would be rolling over in his grave if we didn't, you know, burn him. Your dad's ashes are getting fluttered. <laughs> that's uh, what's happening. Yeah, yeah. They're, getting, they're all on Twitter. But they got a little piece of a little thing over there. Do you really? A little little it's, small urn. Wait, if you listen, maybe. wait. Can you hear it? It's rattling right it now. It is rattling. It right is right rattling. Murak. Um, Murak. Yeah. Murak. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Okay. So, but the the funny part about that line, though, is that they're talking about heroism and bravery and all that stuff, and then Cobham stopped us. Are there any snakes around? There are there any snakes around here, are there? Like, showing no bravery or None, heroism. None, zero whatsoever. So that's kind of a funny line. Okay. Also, in, uh, in, um, oh, fuck. I already told you the name of the movie. Jurassic Park? No, no, no. When their uh, when their friend dies, it's a funeral, and they and they get, it's in South Carolina. Earth girls are easy. <laughs> the fly, the, the, not the fly. No, they all gather up. Because Independence Day. You know the movie. You're just being a dick. I actually forgot even the description you gave because I was too busy coming up with like 18 <laughs> Jeff Gold, Goldblum movies. Goldblum movies. <laughs> um, this is a movie when they they're someone good. They're all like six or eight good friends, and one of them dies, and they all go back to. To, to for his funeral, the movie that has the greatest, the greatest soundtrack, soundtrack of all yes. time. W- what is it? I 
The Big Chill. The Big Chill. I couldn't keep you on a string any longer. He asks about snakes in that Jeff Goldblum. When they're out, is it when he's out jogging? Yes. Or, yeah, he's out jogging. He's yeah. like, there are any snakes out here, are there? Right. You're so there 100% you there, right. He does say the same line. There's two, yeah. I love that. And these are just minutiae of movies that we've all seen, or a lot of us have seen a lot of times. And I'm really bad about watching, um, if I really like a movie, depending on the era of my life, I will watch it until I get sick of it. But I know everything about it. But I also have developed this habit, and I know exactly who I can blame. Her name is Deanna Cornelius, and I haven't spoken to her in about 15 years because I have no idea where she's at because she went off social media right about the time MySpace died. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any of the friends from back then. So if anybody knows her, reach out to her and tell her that Joe would like to talk to her again because she's an incredible human being. She loved – she's very bohemian before that was cool. And she showed me all these independent movies and got me – like showed my – like second favorite movie of all time is mm-hmm. Amelie. Have you ever seen that? It's a French mm-hmm. movie. Love I'm that fucking movie. Seen, yeah. And got me into these weird niche things. But she introduced me to IMDB.com before oh. it was an app, before anybody had smartphones. Yeah. And then she showed me, check this out. The super nerds go on here and add trivia about all this. And I would just read through the trivia. And it just, mm-hmm. I have a brain full of stuff that is completely it's fucking useless. It's still one of useless. the best websites or apps it, ever. It really is. It's, it's so the way simple. It's laid out. Yes. Know. To learn everything and all, and it, it grew into becoming kind of the um, the industry standard for ranking of movies. So, like when we were talking about Draft Day, I looked it up on IMDb, and you're like, "I liked it. I mean, I think it's good." And I'm like, well, six point I don't think it's got six point eight out of ten on IMDb is like it should have won an Oscar." Yeah, um, not bad. The uh, do you know the the and the they have the top ranked movies. Um, this and this is user like of based all time kind of, of thing. all time. Yeah, I've seen that, and they have the Amazon top two fifty. Yeah. Do you know what director has more movies on there than anyone else? Probably not one of the big ones. It's going to surprise you. Probably not one of the big ones, I'm guessing. He is, he's a big director. I don't know. If I could just guess all Especially day. Especially after last year. Christopher Nolan. Oh, That's every, not surprising. Every single movie he's ever put out is on there. Yeah. Spielberg, Lucas, none of those guys can say that. That's inc- yeah. like Scorsese. Like none of those guys can he, say he's that. He's an amazing, he, amazing person. He's but he, still not that old. He also exactly. I don't, yeah. and, and I don't know if he'll ever ever top Oppenheimer, which I don't think you've seen yet. Yes, I. What? I thought you didn't I see it. I bought it also. Reason. No, I, I watched it down oh. there. Oh, the, you watching with uh, with your daughter, right? Yeah, I watched it with Portia. And I watched and it here in Havasu actually, by myself. I, think I, I forgot that myself. you went and saw it. Actually, it was Jeremy who hadn't seen it. That's right. I could yeah. never seem to carve out three hours, which <laughs> I understand that with two businesses and multiple yeah. kids and a wife. And here's something I don't understand about people in movies. We may have had this same discussion on this very program. Um, is that a lot of people say, oh, man, have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I've seen it twice. Like, if I really like a movie, and you've seen it multiple times if you like it. I used to buy movies. Yeah. Know, I'm buying them again for the fourth time with a new format. Right. You're going from VCR to bit whatever the fuck. And you didn't have a laser disc player? I feel like you're I a kind didn't. of... I had a friend that did. I'm shocked yeah. you didn't have a laser Yeah, I thought, ah, it's a little expensive at the Were laser disc players kind of like boats? Like, you don't want to own one? You want to yeah. have a friend who owns they one? They were so cool because they're so big and shiny and weird. And... <laughs> The same quality as VHS, <laughs> right? So, um, but they, uh, I said, yeah, no, I've already. Hey, let's go. Let's watch this movie. Oh, I've already seen that w- once. Yeah, I've already seen that movie. I'm sorry. Do you listen to to a song more than once? Because it's like an art form, and, and that's the thing. There like, are people if, that I know that don't watch a movie a second they, time. They just and and if they've it, seen if it, a movie. Quote unquote. There's one movie I can tell you out there that is a fantastic movie. It's one of the better thrillers I've ever seen. But because of how it's structured, I don't need to see it again. Okay. And I've never watched it since the first time. Identity. Have you ever seen that? 
Yes. Fuck, man. It takes place at a hotel out in Nevada. The road's washed out. Everybody's kind of stuck there. It's a really fucked up, frightening, scary movie. Is that true? It's 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 creepy. I I mean, it's a thriller for sure. I don't know if I would say scary. Um, but there's just certain movies that they just don't grab you. Like I know people that that, and you do recognize that they're good, but there's just no reason to watch it again for whatever reason. Doesn't grab parts of your soul or something. Correct. Yeah, it just doesn't grab you. But there are there's so many movies out there that. And, and, and because I movies were such a cheap escape for me, being kind of a poor kid, mm-hmm. that the dollar fifty Mayflower Theater in Troy, Ohio, right there on Main Street, excuse me, uh, yeah, on Main Street, uh, had a little tiny screen. It used to have one big screen. The guy divided it into two smaller theaters and with smaller screens. It's so funny that medium to smaller sized towns have always had like a dollar theater. Yes, you know the the second run or a handful of years old. Yeah. And I used to go to those all the time, too, because it's a fucking dollar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. It like doesn't for, matter what's playing. For me and my two brothers, which I was not later on when I got older, I, it was like I was like 11 or 12. I had to take them with me to most movies. But there were times where I could sneak away for two hours, and for $4, I could get popcorn, a drink, and a ticket to get yeah. in. Yeah. Now the movie has been out in theaters for six months, but it doesn't. I don't give a shit. I it's like I don't care the now. I still watch movies that've been around. And forever. I'm not trying to watch it on the one family TV that we all shared. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, so like that. That was great for me. So I saw. Uh, there were movies that I saw in the theater that I immediately couldn't wait until it came out on video, mm-hmm. so that I can go and I would check them out from the the library. Mm-hmm. And and then and then occasionally later on, the allowance money or whatever I would or pff, there were times where I saved my lunch money. Right. So that I could buy a like a ten dollar VHS tape at Walmart, and um, but depending on the era of my life, uh, those movies I they made a huge impact on 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 a lot of things. And you're gonna want to see them again, yeah. And I and I well I do, and I watched them over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Wore shit out. And there's certain moments, certain key moments, certain lines, or something that really has an impact that still makes you laugh out loud or cry or whatever it is. Yeah, still it's the same level of emotion that did the first. 15 times you saw it. And, and maybe not the first, say, five times you saw it, but then you wait 10 years. Right. Because you're like, watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, I have, there's movies that I, 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 if somebody sat down and said, I really have never seen this movie, I will watch it with them. But I have so many deep memories associated with watching that movie, like who I was with when I saw it or mm-hmm. something like that, that it's hard for me to watch it. But I will if somebody's never seen it. Right. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things. And the other thing that to me, and we've spoken about this before as well, prior again, is that there are some movies that I will, like some people say, oh, that's not, I'll just wait till it comes out on a DVD or on streaming or whatever. Right. But if it's a movie that's really, really good, it's gotten it's supposed to be really fantastic, got a great director, a great whatever. You know, you do, you do the same thing. It's like I'm not gonna, wa- I'm gonna go see it, and I'm not gonna get distracted because that's what happens too. Even though at home it's more comfortable, and you can sit around in your underwear and blow farts, and who cares? Yeah. But you can get distracted pretty easily. Absolutely. In the theater, if if you're in the right place, you're not gonna get distracted. Correct. You and know, there's certain really things that into it. Marvel movies. Uh, up until a year ago, I'd seen every single Marvel movie in the theater, every single one of them. Right. And I just like the Marvel movies. I love the way they they were able to put. 16 movies or something 14 movies all woven into one fabric and I just I, I liked how that they were done mm-hmm. they're huge big hum, humongous budget blockbusters but I still love it but I I saw the first Iron Man in the theater I didn't know anything about Iron Man as a character yep. but my friend Jeff is a big comic guy he goes no I think you would really like it he's Tony Stark is like a Howard Hughes kind of guy. Mm-hmm. To come to find out, he really wasn't his dad was truly yes. based off of Howard Hughes yes 100% um, and 
but I just fell in love with it. And then like the teasers at the end and like all that shit is great. But those are movies that I don't want to wait to see uh, at home. No. And when I'm distracted, I and I want to see a I mean, somebody put you know a shit ton of money and effort into making it look huge and great on a big screen. Right. I'm going to see that. It's Same like you're also going to make you're going to make sure if you go to a theater and it's a handful of bucks and it's a good film that you want to see and you haven't seen it yet. You're going to probably take a leak before you go in there. You're going to make sure you're not going to be disturbed. Right. You know, like at home, you can just uh, just pause it, whatever. Or someone comes over or someone texts or calls. Yeah. Or, you know, the dog scratches at the door. I mean, you're, you know, it's just not the same. Or thing. you want to see it in the best possible theater yeah. possible, your best possible theater you can. Like my folks and I took a trip up to Vegas last week. Right. Ju- or, or two we weeks ago Marley, to go yeah. see the Bob Marley movie. It was good. Because it's because it's important to us. Was it good? It was it was fantastic. Yeah. It was There's also uh, nothing like eight dollar milk duds. I mean, they seem to taste more like yeah, they eight dollars. So much they're better. worth eight dollars for some reason. Well, we were saving ourselves because we went to Texas Day Brazil afterward. That's right. Like That's immediately better. afterward, it's much better than the milk duds. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, you know, fifty dollar meat. Yes. Um. So, and there's there's certain films that I just I've anticipated them for so long that I don't want to wait any longer. I'll Maverick see was hilarious. Maverick was. <laughs> It was comical before, during, and after COVID. It was like okay. Well, it was yeah, yeah. No shit. It was supposed to be released in like late 2019. Then they didn't do that. They're like, okay, we'll release it. Release it in like was it like April of 2020? That didn't fucking happen. Right. Uh, and they just kept going and going. I'm like, but by the time they release it, they won't even the Navy won't even fly jets anymore. <laughs> uh, it'll all be like hovercrafts and shit. They'll be flying the uh, the UFOs that they say they're UFOs. They're actually there. That are actually yeah. Their their hardware that they're buzzing around in. Um. And then there's movies that I anticipated for even longer, like um, Inglorious Bastards. Right. The story behind that for me, for Inglorious Bastards, was, and it wasn't called that, but the story that he talked about was exactly Inglorious, what became Inglorious Bastards, was I had the two tape special edition of uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And on the second tape, it was all these deleted scenes, including the one scene I think I, we, I think we may have watched on YouTube where there's a, there's, when, 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 uh, um, uh, John Travolta and what's her face? I can't remember her. Oh, the 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 the, 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 the his the. Uh, wow, which one? The Mia one Wallace went, went out on the Mia Wallace. Yes, when he went on, goes on the date with when they get into it's his pretty fucking good milkshake. They're, they're in his car and they're pulling up to Jack Rabbit Slims before <clears> the milkshake scene. Right, and he's like, "What the hell is this place? This is Jack Rabbit Slims." Uh, and Elvis man will love this place. Oh yeah, she goes. It's kind of a, a mix between. What did she, she, she says a mix between this and that, and uh, yeah, it was a thing she, which was hilarious. Don't be such a square, Daddy O. Yeah, and she's like, don't worry, an Elvis guy, an Elvis man will love this place. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a reference to a deleted scene at the house where they t- they just uh, at the before they leave. Okay, because it, it cuts. She comes, walks into frame, and she's like, "All right, you ready to go?" And then it cuts to the scene where they're in the car. In between those two scenes is uh or that scene at the house is extended and they have this discussion and she goes all right are you uh vincent are you an elvis man or a beatles man he goes i like them both you can't love both you 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 can appreciate both but you will always love one more than the other you have Mm -hmm. to be an elvis man or a beatles man Mm -hmm. and then he and he goes back and forth a typical tarantino dialogue right and he ends up saying you know what i guess i'm an elvis man and she goes all right ready to go and then it cuts to that next scene okay but in there is an interview with Quentin Tarantino on this additional tape talking about what he's got on the horizon. Like, what have you got going on going forward? He goes, well, I've been working on uh, this World War II epic that takes place in an alternate universe where 
this group of really hard-ass guys, uh, like American soldiers, go and try and kill Hitler. They're like the precursor, like special forces. And this and that and the other, you start talking about it, that it's based around um, the the Vega brothers, Vic Vega and Vincent Vega, right. that are like they're the guy, Michael Madsen, who cuts but the guy. But there was actually a Jewish group that was after Hitler, it, too. It, and that's the basis of it. He, okay. took, he took that little nugget and ran with it. Okay, but he's yeah. talking about how it's like the Vega brothers, who, you right. know, the, you know, Vincent, who, you know, there's Vincent who's in Pulp Fiction, there's Vic who's in um, Reservoir Dogs, guy that cuts a cop's ear off. Mm-hmm. Those guys are brothers in the Quentin Tarantino universe. Yes. Their dad was a bastard. He was an inglorious bastard, and they did this, and they did these brutal things to just show the Nazis what they're actually up against. And that's why those guys are complete psychopaths, and they mm-hmm. got it from their dad. And I'm like, that sounds like a great movie. Then about 2004, so flash forward four or five years mm-hmm. after I'd seen that, you hear him talking about Tarantino was like, ah, so when are you going to make this uh, Nazi war epic you've been talking about? Ah, you know, it's, it, it's, I might have to do it. I had to... Decided to do Kill Bill Part 1 and 2, and then this. I guess uh, maybe I'll get started on that soon. Well, then finally, it was a 2009. It finally comes out. I think that's a lot of people and, don't, don't realize. this. You know, these things massage around and marinate yeah, in people's minds. absolutely. And it goes on for years, maybe even a decade, yeah. before the, it ever comes out. Yeah. You know, p- people think, it, oh, it's it's a fresh new movie, but it's really it's right. not new to them because they've been working on it forever. Yeah, and I love knowing that little tidbit because I don't yeah. know how many copies of the double VHS, uh, co- you know, double VHS Pulp Fiction went out there and how many people actually watched the special features. Mm-hmm. It can't be very many that were just happy as pigs and shit that Quentin Tarantino finally came out with Inglorious Bastards. And I saw that opening night, and it was Christmas Day. Right. And I and I saw actually saw it with Dave Diaz. The that was such basis, a great it, movie. I so love that great. Movie. I saw that three times in the theater. Yeah, there was it's, it was so good. And you know, if you anticipate another one was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Bohemian Rhapsody. I first heard about in like two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was the dude that did Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen oh, was was right. on on board to play it. And, and you remember telling me that he wanted to. Yeah, it was like like ten years before it ever came out. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, then he fell off the wayside, and then it went dormant. I never heard anything about it for several years. And then they're like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody looks like it's an okay to go, and they've got their stars, and it's been cast. I'm like, holy shit. I've been hearing about this thing for like 10 years. Right. And then it came out, and it was fantastic. It was. Um, and Rami Malek did an incredible job. But I thought uh, Borat would have been great. You think about him playing that role, it, it, it would work. And he's a talented motherfucker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I just – the anticipation – the uh, and Star Wars movies, I'll always go see a Star Wars movie in the mm-hmm. theater just because they're kind of meant to be movie theater, you know, viewed. Right. You know, that, that's just one of those things. But uh, there's there's tons of movies that I've seen once, and I'm like, I don't really need to see it again. I think I... And I, one of the comments you by the people that they say, well, I know how the movie ends. It's like, I know how the song ends. Again, art to art, I know how the song ends, too. So right. how can you... I, I, but there are people that, again, that are like that. They're like, I've seen the movie. I know how it ends. I don't want to see it again. It goes like, back to... Eh, for all of the movies. Do you remember several months ago when we uh, talked about uh, how you and I just can't understand certain types of people? And that's yes. because we're kind of cut from the same cloth. And it goes back to what's a, a term called emotional intelligence. People probably don't understand us either. Oh, no, absolutely. They're far, like, how yeah. do these people even give a shit about what they're talking about? They'll see a movie once. That right. killed two hours of my Saturday. Right. That's all it was doing, just a placeholder for other, nothing other than staring at the wall. Right. And I look at it from the art aspect, from the this, and there's a deeper understanding of that, and that's where that impo- emotional depth and emotional intelligence comes from. Yeah. And I just I was thinking about that the other day because I was talking to 
uh, talking to Jane about it again. She's the one who kind of clued me into that because we had a very long late night discussion about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people, too. Yeah. She said, I don't understand why people would go. Uh, like we were taught. It was the chill, the chi- the Chili's theory. Yeah. Like there's certain kinds of people that Chili's is the best fucking their favorite fucking restaurant. They go there every right. Friday. And that's cool, man. Good for you. Good for them. And But there's people out there and we get deemed as snobs, but we're just into different shit. Right. And I've been accused of it and I probably will wave the snob flag. But I haven't been there in years. I can't since, since here. I, I remember. I think I remember the last time I went. It's been a long time. It's probably been eight or nine years since I've been to Chili's. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. But again, I, every, everybody's different, right? Everybody's but, different. It, it, but it also there's there's emotional depth and emotional intelligence, and there's psychological things and factors that certain people have that, but then they may not have another kind of depth. Right. And it know? makes and, people different and more. It, to me, it kind of makes you feel, whether we like it or not, there's some negative emotional parts that we all oh, know, absolutely experiencing. But it's part of the really cool, interesting, deep parts is what makes life, to me, kind of worth. That's what makes it interesting as you're going along. You know, It's not just one plus one equals two all the time. There's there's little spins, a little weird Many nuances, more variables. negative or positive or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a part that, it's part of the human experience. It's it's part of being human is the emotional part, which is certainly messy sometimes and not a lot of fun sometimes, but it makes it interesting. But when you meet somebody else who you click with on that on that that's kind of similar on that level, whether it's platonic or romantic, it doesn't matter. You just yeah. have a connection, um, which is why uh, well, it's so funny to even bring it up because I was I watched. Uh, have you watched or listened to any of the Blocks uh, podcast with Neil well, Brennan? No, you told me about it, but I have oh, not. Okay. Yes. There's a, a new one that came out last week with Seth Green. You know who that is? Yes. The actor, yeah. redheaded yeah. guy. Like, always played a guy who's 10 years younger than he actually is. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that he was 50. I thought he was my age or maybe a little younger, but mm-hmm. he just looks... He doesn't look young now, but he did then. And uh, he he uh, talks a little bit about... Um, about... Goes kind of into the fact that um god i kind of lost my train of thought on that thing about seth green um shit i completely lost it oh when you know, you, uh, you were talking about the the uh, um the three mics guy that is podcast yeah it's neil brennan neil yeah brennan. I thought but, it, was, but, it, but it, it had to do with seth green and it had to do something that he talked about okay. on that podcast oh he talked about how back and he how, where, when he met his wife was in like the mid to late 90s but they were just friends for like 3 years beforehand and they went to Comic-Con together, and Neil Brennan kind of chuckled, and he goes, no, this is not the the grandiose movie studios reveal movies and shit with huge celebrity panels. This is Comic-Con that fewer than 50,000 people attended, which is what mm-hmm. Comic-Con was like for like 25 years. Right. That's it's it not three days, not a three-day, half a million people yeah, walk through the halls. it kind of was the same forever. And, what it, and yeah. when you go to Comic-Con, you realize there's all these people that have <clears throat> the same weird interests that you do. And right. there, are, and some are just as in depth as you, and some are just way deeper in it. And it was nice to know that those people were out there because you thought you were a lone wolf, right? right. But then the internet has kind of made it so that those people can get together for better or worse, mm-hmm. and have dialogue and make connections and things like that. Because that's all humans really want to do. That's is, yep. is connect with other humans. Yep. And uh, that's that's kind of where that like if the the connection you desire is Chili's on a Friday night over Presidente Margaritas and Southwestern egg rolls, then cool then but glad it's here for you yeah seriously and I, i'm trying my best to that's my that's been my my low-key new year's resolution is to stop yucking people's yum okay 
and and it, I mean I've been I've been trying to work on that for a I couple get it. years. That, that's that's a tough one to one tough one to break probably. It is it is I mean because it's it, it's I mean it's just you're it's just based in snobbery. Yeah, but I still have that 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 inclination to want to know about stuff before everybody else, and I just I I I think it's cool that a girl I dated ten years ago, twelve years ago now, eleven years ago, whatever, got me into kind of introduced me to Tyler Childers and I forgot about him for like nine years mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh this guy is that guy that she told me about that had no out no no nothing his his, his mp3s that were out there were downloaded off of his like um like his own website for free right and I dug around found him like some live it's also recordings. shows it takes years you know, to get pop you know this guy's it, it, on a pretty good run right now right but it's like it takes forever to 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 get traction sometime. or like how my mom was listening to the black keys before i was like right. several years because right. my brother listened to them and was like mom i think you would like this like 2008 right they've like, been around for a while yeah and that's also why i don't have a problem with those guys selling their songs to commercials and whatnot like when did they kind of first come out and probably perform Tw- in public somewhere well first performed in public was like 2005 i think right so we're knocking on 20 years yeah yeah and they got so. big about 11, 12 years ago Right, 12, 13 years ago with Brothers. 2011, I would say 2010, 2011 is when they really got kind of got big and became like, like put it this way. In 2014, I was able to see them for like forty five dollars plus all my all the fees. Right on the floor, fifty feet back. Yeah, at a small arena. Saw them at a big arena two summers ago. So what is that? Eight years later, and it was. Like almost two hundred dollars a ticket. It's kind of like us. They've right made it. People are going to go. You saw the Swillers like right there. They were friends of yours. Like, you guys, <laughs> like yeah. I have Julia's number right now. They're like the illustrious Julia from the Swillers. You know her. I'm like yeah. How know about her. Ryan? He's so cute. Like that. Oh my god, the Ryan guy with his fucking cheekbones. Oh my god. <laughs> and Chris, he's so mysterious. I'm like he's not. He's really not. And then he's that really guy, kind of a dick. That guy Anthony with the longest fingers you've ever seen. I'm right. like, yeah, you should shake his hand. It's like it, it's it's like a it's like a, a bunch be of ready. bananas. You better front load some Advil if you yep. shake his hand. Yeah, you shake his hand, he's gonna crush you like a woodum. <laughs> all right, well, is that all you got? I'm hungry. The cat's here is bothering us. Uh, all right, yeah, the cat, the cat hair is bothering me. And you. and we've got, I, I'm freaking hungry. We're talking about all this elk to eat. meat earlier. Are you hungry? I am hungry. He's hungry like the wolf, folks. Have a good week. I am. <laughs> <laughs>